0: oh my goodness why hello everyone (laughs) this this is it this is the episode we have all been waiting for i'm including everyone in this we even the people who may have doubted all the boyasha stuff this is our episode welcome everyone to episode 36 of the what the sheep podcast where we'll be discussing and breaking down and honestly i i, I will be freaking <laughs> out in particular about episode 126 of critical Role campaign 2 joining us today Mika. Mika, is uh why are,
1: you, why are you freaking out i don't understand it was a completely normal episode. oh yeah Something yeah happened.
0: chat nothing happened in this episode right <laughs> Right? I don't think anything in particular happened. But anyways... Yeah, no, no, yeah, nothing nothing particularly was manifested this this episode, but, um... Yeah, as you notice, joining us for this amazing discussion is the wonderful Kirli. At long last, Kirli is back and ready I'm to so discuss. Nice. I know.
2: I want to know when you regain consciousness, Nico. Like, I imagine you just, <laughs> like, literally just having to spend I, medical attention.
0: I I like, went I
2: saw yeah.
1: I saw like anime like nosebleed kind of reaction. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like... Yeah, I you know, I, I went uh, I went feral for a bit. I turned into a wild animal, ran with the wolves for a while until I recovered. Nice. Um oh my But yeah, let's uh listen, let's not waste a moment further and dive right into this episode. Starting off with the cliffhanger of last mm. week's episode with the dreams with the eyes. Caleb and Bo now have two eye tattoos on their bodies. Yeah. What do we make of that?
1: Oof. Yeah, because we, we were worried that it was going to be nine eyes on their body. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit better.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> comparatively terrain. to nine, two is better. Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering. Oh, I just want to know how they work because I th- they keep kind of I, like Caleb did. Like, do we feel any different? Do we sense anything? I'm wondering if they need all nine for them to work or do anything, mm. or maybe they just don't know. Maybe it's like, um, this power that will just become like innate with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's uh, oh, it's cool that the um the like shoulder blades and the tattoo positioning oh man it's really cool
0: yeah Bo's tattoo right on that on her original tattoo of uh, of molly's you know pyramid that he had back there
1: it's weird how he described them too because like he he had described them like this before but the fact that they they curve with the skin they look like a Mm -hmm. tattoo but they're completely smooth so it isn't it is on a brand. It isn't a tattoo. It is actually yeah. like almost like a physical thing that is on their body.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's cool. I want to know more about what. I just want to know everything. Just tell me, Matt. I know. Matt. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: give us the manifesto of everything that's you know.
1: It's fine. I won't tell anyone. I promise.
2: <laughs> I don't have a TL discussion podcast. It's all good.
0: Yeah. Give us a sneak peek into into your magnificent mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Matt. they will be able to uh, like find? the power of them and harness like (sighs) some of that power for like if yeah
0: if they don't stop the tomb takers soon and stop the sum novum soon i uh, it's it's clear that the eyes are going to keep progressing and so i think it's safe to assume that eventually they will either be consumed by the sum novum or they will actually get powers but I'm not sure, sh- I'm, again, we don't know, like, do they have to fully buy into it? Do they fully have to sacrifice their mind, body, and soul to gain these powers? Or do the eyes just act as the powers themselves, and they don't have to be as devoted to the cause as Lucian is?
1: Dev because they've talked about it a lot to it it came up a few times this episode of like can you connect with the tomb takers can you connect with lucian mm-hmm. can you manifest things with your your dreams um and bo each time said i've thought about it i haven't yeah. tried um and then the times when they did try were like kind of um a bit playful i'm not sure they yeah. were like fully trying um I'm. I want to see if they do actually take a moment to meditate and reach out to Lucian in their mind. If they can make a connection, I or like make a connection to Novin. Not thinking they should. That sounds terrible. But I. I think it might work because, I don't know. Like when when they're talking about like reaching out, and making connection. Matt was like. I mean, he's always paying attention. But like, yeah. I felt like he was getting ready to respond if they did. Um. I just. Yeah. I. I I agree that it's a bad idea, but I want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, I
2: find it, it interesting the, the way both of, of their characters are like keeping it really, like the fact that they didn't mention it to Alora. I get why they didn't mention it to Yusa, and I kind of get why they didn't mention it to Laura because even though in mm-hmm. the meta we have like full knowledge of her whole deal, like they mm-hmm. don't, so it's still a an iffy person. Yeah. But but it still feels like, oh, and, and Essex, you know, also kind of iffy, but but I find it interesting in character, like the fact that they're also, they're kind of a little bit blasé about it. Like mm-hmm. we we dip into finding out about it, It kind of each episode we kind of remember, and then the episode <laughs> goes on. And a little bit that's probably just like, there's literally so much happening, but Part of that makes me think there's like a character thing of both of them either pushing it out of their minds or have like another idea of how they're gonna like deal with it because, because it just seems amazing that they're, they seems very chill, very chill about yeah. it.
1: We, um, we talked about that the last time it happened, I think, because the episode where they got the eyes was then like the, um, was that like the Geladon fight and the Tomb Taker fight episode? Like, the, the start of the episode was them revealing the eyes. And I remember that, mm-hmm. what the sheet before that episode was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. what are the, what's the meaning of all this? And then it's like, oh, forget about it. Because there's yeah. a dragon and they stole the bag of holding and we're running. Um, same thing, this episode a bit thing. Like, it's like, oh, no, what happened? Oh, my God. Oh, let's go talk to Astrid. Like, it's it was kind of, as you said, yeah, things got, things made them quickly forget about it i think once they realized they were currently safe and there wasn't a pressing danger uh it's more like the ticking clock aspect of it mm-hmm. um but we don't know what matt's said to liam and russia off yeah. the table like there might have been a conversation of like this is this is something you're feeling or but i i think it's probably more just like this is telling you that there is limited time here um and you need to move quickly
0: i'm wondering i'm wondering if the effects of i don't know because kind of like what killer's saying they're they're it feels like they're a little like they're they're a little lax about it like i think it'll take something severe rather than just new eyes appearing for them to be like oh shit maybe we should like figure this out maybe we should deal with this but i'm wondering again this is just pure speculation but i'm wondering if the effects are already happening like I'm wondering if the eyes make them more impulsive or more willing I guess impulsive is just, is just the perfect word for it um it just it's probably me reading too too much into it but for me it felt that Bo and Caleb were ex- a bit more expressive this episode and a bit more willing to take a risk in this episode so i I, i'm wondering if there is a conversation that's happening like behind the scenes if matt's like so these like these eyes are emboldening you a little bit They're, they're they're making you feel more capable that you can manifest these things you're thinking about um
2: the person who i like tweet with while i'm watching sarah I was like, I said to her, Something's up with Liam. something's up with liam slash Caleb because he's so like he's so much softer, he's so much more playful. like there's something happening at the start of this like in this episode, like he's flicking forward and like <laughs> yeah, he does do all, he, <laughs> yeah, he does do all those things, but if you watch just the start, he's just so like. I don't know. There's just something. He's very, very, like, soft. And that could just be nothing, or mm-hmm. it could be, like, just how they were feeling that day. That's it what I was thinking, nothing. too. But, but that's not what this, you know, discussion is about. This discussion is about the galaxy brain, and I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. it feels like it's having effects. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Like um, Daniel Sandifer in chat said, I don't think stopping Lucian will stop this. Oh, not at all. Yeah, I don't, Lucian's I don't think it's- just the middle a matter, man. man. Yeah, I don't think it's a matter- of, They're gonna have to do something to the Somnovum. There needs to mm-hmm. be some destruction or breaking Angry. of connection. Um, or like destroying the book, but that feels like a bit, a bit too easy. But- Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's as simple as like one fight uh, and then, that, then it's fixed. But yeah, that's a really good point.
0: Because now- because um, Adam was talking a little bit about the idea that they could be linked to yeah. the Somnovum. I th- I think they already are. Because then it, that, that the idea of stopping Lucian and the Tomb Takers isn't going to magically sever their connection yeah. to the Somnovum. The Somnovum are still an active threat. While there may not be a group of people actively trying to unleash them on the world, they are still there. They are still connected to Bo and Caleb with the eyes.
1: And, yeah. And if anything, if they kill the Nonagon, that might accelerate their process more as the Zyloven yeah. search for a new Nonagon. Um, I will just point out too, I just read Adam's comment. We simply don't know enough to make any safe assumptions. Adam, have you seen our show? Yeah. <laughs> That's <what we> do. <laughs>
0: this is what we do here.
1: <sighs> yeah. I just thought that I was like, no, we make them all the time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. are
0: they, I wouldn't even call them assumptions. The things we say are factual and exactly. true. They always happen.
1: We speak, we so. manifest our dreams. Into we, our
0: are dreams. Are we are the Somnoho. We
1: are the Nonagon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Heck, <laughs> yeah. oh, <no>, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, wait. <laughs> the eyes
2: but but um, it, 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 but they're right like we just don't know and that's one of the things that's incredible I feel like about this and maybe it's because I watched the first campaign after like afterwards so you know a lot of things were sort of spoiled or whatever but like the the intricacy <laughs> and like little red cord of this campaign feels s- like so much more than last one and I still actually don't know what's happening like yeah i don't i've made compilations about the law i've i've like made a whole movie. Yeah. i still have no idea what is happening and it's the best feeling ever i love it so much
0: yeah no that is interesting that like it feels overwhelming you know the the odds that the mighty nine are up against and while we do know an extent of what's going on you know we know Lucian Steele more or less We kind of know what the somnovan are we kind of know what the somnovan are are wanting to do um but at the end of the day like there's still there's like certain pieces of this puzzle that we're missing to see the bigger picture and as always with our theories i think that missing piece is no other than Ares dune obviously i mean Let's be real. You know, who's who's the all consuming dark who's the OG all consuming darkness who wants to unleash chaos onto the world and my, destroy the fabric of reality as we know it?
1: My OTP is this campaign in Therasdun, like I am all aboard the Therasdoon train. Yeah. In case you didn't know, guys. But like, yeah. Um I I Damn it!
0: If 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 <laughs> there is ever
1: if there if there is ever
0: if there is ever merchandise for the What the Sheep podcast, we are going to have a Theris Dune shirt. It'll just be like it's yeah. all it's all it all goes back to Tharizdun.
2: Yeah. Um, In the what's end, we What's the link between Theris Dune and the Crawling King? Is that they, they're not the same? No,
0: no. They're,
2: they're but two betrayer gods, or we don't know.
1: We don't know yeah, what the Crawling well, King is. Technically, Tharizdun is an Elder Evil, but he is also a Betrayer God. But he's so, like, he's like, even the Betrayer Gods were like, oh Tharizdun, like, um, yeah. So, the Crawling King uh, Torog, yeah, he was just a regular Betrayer God. He was like a, a fiend or a demon or a devil from the from the lower planes, yeah. Creaky. I'm not sure if they did much together during the Battle of the Virgins. I have. Probably not. Can't
0: imagine of... they sang many campfire songs with each other.
1: That would be he amazing, was... though.
2: He was defeated during the Calamity by the Dawn Father and the Everlight. Yeah. Man, they ah. love defeating. And that those... was. Isn't
1: that what caused the. Was that in the Barb Fields? Was he the one just. Dest- no, that was Asmodeus, I think.
0: Ooh, that's a good question. That's a Lynn question. Lynn?
2: That's a Lynn question.
0: I don't even know if Lynn's here tonight. Oh, no. What are we gonna do?
2: What are we gonna do? I I don't...
0: Chat, we're so lost. I mean, we we all know the answer. We're just... For chat's benefit.
2: I don't know. I don't know. The the lore is so deep. Gosh, this must be... Imagine, like... You know, there are people who just start watching just just what they find critical role and they just start watching the live show that's live mm-hmm. when when they start watching i just cannot imagine how impossibly dense the lore is at the moment yeah. to start like just dive in right now like i i'm so invested and i'm so just i'm like i have no idea i don't know what's going on
0: this is just another reason why i have to start my lore video series Oh, gosh.
2: Well, yeah. That's a great idea.
0: Oh, I could do a deep dive into the history of the Calamity and the Age of Arcanum and all that stuff. Get people caught up. Great. But anyways, we had a uh, a lovely, a, a few lovely messages that Jester had sent early on in this episode. One oh
1: to... my God.
0: One one on a more so serious good. note to, uh, yeah. yeah. One to Astrid. And then the other to uh, the Clay family.
1: If that might be her best in terms of breaking the cast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and
1: breaking me, because holy crap, that was the funniest shit.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I put that in like big letters on my notes. I was like, I, I, we're going to talk about that sending message. But yeah, so she messaged Astrid. Um, that was all kind of like, yeah, because even the message was weird from Astrid. It came back with like, uh, "Tell tell friend thank you or tell Caleb thank you." Like yep. it, oh, straight away they're like, "What?" what the yeah, hell
0: what is that? Mean? <laughs>
1: like, yeah, but um, for the message to Goddamn Cornelius, have <laughs> like, been doing? I've been doing
0: some reasons. weird shit with Cornelius. Caduceus.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god! And uh. God bless him. Like his response, like no creepy stuff
2: <laughs> like yeah, yeah it's such a, like a dad mm-hmm. response um what are your yeah, theories was, was... on what are your theories on that connection the forest the the um corruption connection. i think it's
1: i think it's just a um it was just a warning for caduceus i don't I, I didn't think that the the grove was in immediate danger i think it was more just like a a premonition of this thing is bad it's getting worse you need yeah. to stop it
0: and that was more or less confirmed than later on when jester communed with uh the traveler and asked a similar question was like hey is everything all right in the grove and he's like for the time being everything seems to be fine but definitely more of a yeah like a bad omen of what could potentially happen if oh, no, that's <laughs> if they don't stop Stop Why this. can I never
1: remember the word omen?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think last I think last week you uh with it either.
2: You need to put a little a bad Yeah.
0: Next,
2: next to where you've got your like uh different temperatures and your different distances for oh, yeah. for, for like DMing different That's people in different places. <laughs> oh, um do you think that it's just confirmation? From the wild mother, that like this is something she cares about. He should keep fighting this thing because yeah. it's like yeah. it's bad and and it she it's bad on a scale that she wants it to be fixed. I think so. They yeah. were I like experimenting so. on living beings, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, I, I brought up this point in a previous um, WTS episode where you know the wild mother and nature is all about the natural order of things, and this sum novum, this entity is. The complete opposite, polar opposite to the natural world. So, yeah, yeah, the Wild Mother's probably like, yes, please, please stop this. Thank you. Please and thank you.
1: Yeah. Please and thank
0: you. Um, but then we, um, after all the, the messaging antics, the discussions of the eyes, and the playful creation of the hat above Bo's head, we got a little bit of a shopping episode. Yeah.
1: Everyone
0: got to do a little bit of shopping. And we got I just love I love how vulnerable and like open with her emotions Bo was this episode. Particularly with um Beth getting the buying the flower and then being like, Oh I got this flower for you to give to Yasha and Bo just like oh Oh, this is so good it was so good
1: Yeah, um, no, that was really sweet and, like, Bo kind of getting dressed up, getting a bow tie, I thought was really cool. Um, Yeah, no, that that was really cool this episode, I think, because, like, Mm -hmm. it was Sam acknowledging the trolling, like, even though the trolling's fun, um, but it was acknowledging the trolling and, like, kind of... uh, closing it off i think like um finishing it by saying like oh no no i I got this i asked Mm -hmm. i asked you on a date too kind of implying he did that full bow
2: um
0: yeah
1: yeah but i think it i think it worked out really nicely it was a very sweet scene between them um
2: (laughs) i loved sam's advice of um on the date his advice was like plan a moment and like sam sometimes i want to headbutt him love and i'm like just stop what you're doing but that was like the fact that he can bring it back to things like that he's like plan a moment where you like actually say your feelings and like open up and really connect and i was like oh that's such good date advice plan a moment yeah the date can be just all whatever but just have your moment and then you can go back to you know just having fun but plan your moment i love that and she you know had plans
1: yeah yeah no it was good it was really sweet mm-hmm. oh.
0: <laughs> But hmm we do have a uh we do have some exciting things for veth on the horizon and she did purchase two bluffernutters
2: oh my god <laughs> they're so cheap yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, Beth is gonna to be too they're powerful. They're
2: very unreliable. Very unreliable. Yeah. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah, they're terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: but there'd be a
1: Tinker Tools check, which she's proficient in, or whatever kind of check.
0: Yeah. I
2: don't reliable, think... reliable talent is you can't that, get below be... a 10.
0: <laughs> True. So we gotta get yeah. some. Well,
2: that might be expertise. I'm not sure. um mm. oh.
0: oh, maybe. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but I'm so but excited. When's the last away. time we've seen a Fluffernutter? Was it Rumble Cusp? I think they used a, they used fluffer Fluffernutter in Normal Cusp. In the cavern with all of the boats, I think.
1: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Lucian killed by Fluffernutter. That'd be amazing. Oh, what a way to end that arc.
0: <laughs> what a way to send off Lucian.
1: Yeah. That would another
0: be another false prey to the Fluffernutter.
2: Fluffernutter. Fabulous. <laughs> It's that peak adventure time flavor of critical role where it's like so like it's like deep, deep theory, deep like high fantasy fluffinutter. It. Oh like
1: yeah.
2: it'd be yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's so D.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's deeply yeah. D. Um It's deeply D D that Matt just let them have a Napoleon hat. I was listening to that this morning where I'm like, I love that Napoleon? Matt Matt is a DM that cares so much about his world like he literally has whole adventure books he has now somebody on his staff just just for collating the law of his world and they're like it's a napoleon hat and he's like okay it's a napoleon <laughs> hat steve napoleon yeah. sure napoleon hats exist okay
1: <laughs> oh god Leah says he's gonna kill cat again
0: oh no <laughs>
2: Oh my goodness. What it's coming. Here? I forgot about yeah. that. That's bad.
0: Caduceus' days are numbered.
1: Yeah. Um, what else are they about? They bought a bowl for uh, Heroes Feast.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. The yep. thousand gold chalice that Bo put in the money for. And I loved, loved as Adam has j- just mentioned, mentioned the uh, the ring. The ring of fire resistance. Yeah. Uh, how much did it go for? Like, what, what was it, like five hundred gold, four hundred gold?
1: Five hundred was the highest offer yep. they were given from yep. the scam artists.
0: <laughs> out of, out of five thousand gold that was put into it, it oh, definitely boy. felt very, very high when this, he first yeah. bought it.
1: This was a this was a um a kind of like a Ford bullying episode a little bit in a yeah. very fun way.
0: Yeah, especially um, early on in the episode with the. With the chest the titty slapping, shop. the titties slapping and the, the brand. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think if they went to a legitimate magic shop and got it properly appraised, they would get closer to the five thousand, probably not the full five thousand back. But um I think that's something they should hold on to. The problem is it's attunement for like one specific thing. But yeah. you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> he yeah. bought it, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's gotta live with his mistakes. Ford seems to have to getting, do that a lot.
2: Love that we're getting the dynamic of Laura and, and Travis, like, yeah. role-playing what, that together. It looks like. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Inc- just, like, a whole flavor of role-play that, like, is just new and it's beautiful. I love it, it so much.
1: It feels like their relationship is kind of the that one, like, in your friends group that they've always kind of been into each other the whole time. And when they Mm do go official, it's just like normal. Like it's just like, Oh yeah. It's like We've been dating this whole time because it's, it's like their relationship is there in the open. Everyone's cool with it. It's just going on. And it's like, they're an old married couple because they are married. Yeah. 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 Uh, But like, it's, it's, it's funny. Like they just, yeah, it's so natural um, for Ford and Jester to be in this relationship. They're open about it. They're not kind of like, I think when it happened, yeah, Jester was like, but now it's all very much just like yeah, yeah, we're dating, um, yeah. which is good that they're playing so casual because I'm not sure how they could top a date <laughs> like what happens later in the episode. Impossible. Um, yeah. Not that it's a competition, but what the hell?
0: Yeah, my. That's
1: true. That's true. Sorry, Ford did pay four thousand five hundred for the five thousand uh, ring. I know that. Gotcha. <laughs> so, gotcha. Not, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they got the name of a person. Anyway, yeah.
2: Um, I just um, Caleb bought some amber, Nico, and um, I like rocks. Can I tell you a thing about amber?
0: Of course, here it is. (laughs)
2: Um, Amber's cool because the way that you find amber is that you go fishing for it because it floats. And so Mm -hmm. in the Baltic Sea, uh, that's where, like, there's a giant forest that have been, like, covered with water. And when there's a big storm, you can go out with nets and, um, like, skim amber off the top of the water. Not so much anymore because there isn't that much, which is what I keep thinking when he buys amber because there's a lot of fake amber out there.
1: Mm. It's like
2: healing up, out. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. I'll shut up now. We go to the
1: no, that's, studio, that's super cool. Amber Mine and find some dinosaur DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Jurassic Park. <laughs> oh,
0: so good. This is, now wait, this, of... is, this is now a Jurassic Park podcast,
1: is now a Jurassic please, don't <laughs> do it, because I'll go on for hours.
0: <laughs> Favorite <laughs> Jurassic Park movie, go. The first one. There we go. Yeah. There it is.
1: Yep. And then the second... Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah.
0: then the deeper meaning of life when the third one comes in and it's just i will
1: i will, I will say oh okay. yeah for jurassic yeah. park comment the second jurassic park movie has the most brutal death i think of any sympathetic character in any film i've ever seen if you haven't seen the second movie i'm not going to spoil it oh you
0: know i know what you're about. talking about
1: it's the worst death of any yeah. sympathetic character in any film I've ever i'll be before.
0: honest it's i I, I skip it. it i skip it when I watch it,
2: it's it's the worst. Anyway, back to yeah.
0: You. Anyway, anyways.
2: Uh, Adam Adam has mentioned the fact that Caleb bought those two books and that they might show up in the tower. I oh yeah. Critical role um, <laughs> about uh, that's another soft moment um, from Caleb. This episode that was beautiful. Him sort of diving in. He doesn't really try and touch his childhood much and dive back
0: mm-hmm
2: in there and that was yeah a really beautiful moment i thought he was going to give the books to astrid as a present
0: i honestly me too me too i was like oh this this would be kind of cute like giving her these gifts is like a, remember our childhood when we read these I, I thought yeah that'd be kind of a cute gesture but uh
1: i
2: think I I they're think I think I
0: think for
1: luke, luke. Yeah, that's, what I see that's a
0: good one. Be
1: a Little gifts for Luke. Oh my god, could you imagine little Luke, multi-class rogue, transmutation wizard? Oh, um, that'd be so sweet. That'd be so good. <laughs> that'd be so that'd good.
0: Be, yeah,
2: because
1: they keep talking about presents for Luke. I'm fairly certain Beth bought that little elaborate hat for Luke as well. Mm. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: Uh oh, but then, did did anything else happen during their their shopping? Adventures, um,
1: not. Oh yeah, Yasha bought the uh the oil. Oh
0: oil. yeah.
1: Um.
0: Also for a crap ton of gold. Holy moly.
1: Yeah, but that was really good roleplay because I'm fairly. Actually, was very much like, yeah, I'm getting ripped off here. But I think Yasha was very much yeah. like, mm, like. She she played that well because I yeah. I I struggle with that if I'm playing D Of if I know I'm getting ripped off, yeah. my character doesn't. It, She's like. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wanna. Oof.
0: But hey, I mean, at least they're going to be—they have some uses of being invisible to scrying, which yeah. could help at some point. It's not a total <laughs> loss.
2: The crows, yeah. the Korean chat said ivory for, from Jester. We know what the ivory is for, right? We—that's
0: legend lore happens. or
1: something. That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: We haven't gotten a legend lore in a while. I think the last time we got it was for um, the sword, right? The yes. Star Razor?
1: Yeah. I think Alura technically did kind of like a legend lore when they did the the group scry on Yasha. I think that was oh, kind of like
0: a oh the legend beacon lore as well.
2: Spell do it on the beacon? I'm mm. gonna check.
0: The chat saying I'm gonna
2: check. I'll look it up.
1: Oh, yeah, someone else did it. Someone else was like, cool, let me look at this item and then cast it and I'm like, oh, this is da 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 da. Um hmm. Yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, <laughs> they have it. <laughs> <laughs> we we have the ivory now, so but what, what do you think she's gonna do legend Loran, on? This song? no Nobum? Probably. Do you need wait? Do you need like a, like a piece of them, or can you just like, cast like oh. I want to learn about the Sumnovum, and then boom, cast the spell. I'm not really I sure how Legend need, Lore works.
1: I think you need an item. I'm sorry, I'm it. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, this
0: with the, the eyes count as part part an
1: part item? Yeah, I go beyond. Um, you need. Nope. Doesn't say anything.
0: Oh, the threshold crest maybe. Oh.
1: Place or object huh. yeah because they got she got some information obviously about the city from that sitting stone thing that she yes. went into um, yeah I don't know if legend lore though specifically gives you like a detailed background or a brief summary of the significant lore which is you know background um, yeah. of it so so would that
0: even would, uh, would that even be oh, useful
1: uh, at this point? Then, because
0: I feel like they have like a good summary of
1: I history of the sun. to know more about what's going to happen than mm. what did happen. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to know like what physically happened to that part of Aor. I think our well, my theory we've talked about it is like it separated from a. Or it baffed yeah. out to the astral sea, and then Aor crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that would be interesting to know, like, oh, it just disappeared, then what happened to it in the Astral Sea that caused it to, like, change, Um, who's involved maybe, but if it's just like, oh, it's Tharo's doing, you're going to be like, oh, okay, cool, we kind of had an inkling anyway. I think they, the more important information is, like, what is currently happening, so maybe if they did legend law on, like, the Nonagon or something, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. something more specific to the activation of what takers are doing um
2: yeah it's tricky i don't know so so they did legend law on the luxon um Mm. that's the other one so they did it on the sword and they did it on the luxon and that's when did they do that when did they do it on the luxon Uh, ages ago episode 77
1: oh wow wow.
2: yeah when they were doing all that research gotcha 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 um (laughs) <laughs> but she. But I think the thing yeah. that we're getting confused with is that Jester. It's it's the, the information they get from commune is really like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's Communion's, where I'm getting confused.
1: Commune is such a clutch spell. <laughs> yeah, it's they should like, just be
0: using it every single day.
1: Yeah, it gives you at least some idea of your path ahead. Um, I think they use it a little bit outside its realms of what it can do, but I think it's canon at this point in the game that that's how it works. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, yeah, it's it's so clutch. I liked that Caduceus didn't want to use it for, like, talking about Astrid and Trent. Like, yeah. skipping ahead. Sorry, I'll do it just a <laughs> um, To, like, where they're talking about, like, should we go after Trent now? He's like, I don't think the wild mother's going to be keen on me discussing these things with her um mm-hmm. which is a really good point um yeah yeah <laughs> you call up your your like your good deity, like hey should we go kill this person
2: right now like <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> you, you go you like, go to the shady person yeah, for that no stuff. response yeah. yeah
2: exactly i think matt um, sort of instills that as well like they uh both those de- deities i say in air quotes because you know, the traveler is not that. But, Thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, something that I find interesting and that I-, I just haven't really done in my games is like he keeps their knowledge to their sphere of influence, so they're not like, um, om- like um, om- yeah, they're not like all knowing. Yeah. Which I think, or sometimes they might know, but because it's not their sphere, they like, you know, don't don't answer the questions in a straightforward way or so yeah. but definitely the traveler is like no no and yeah. um i think i think that sort of directs the players a bit to like what's worth spending that on and what's not
1: yeah and it's uh it's only a third level spell isn't it i've had it seven commune yeah it's, 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 pretty, three, it's pretty it's pretty low. low stakes in terms of bamfing it out once a day oh that's not how you spell it i think it's third level. Oh, it's, I think it's it? the type
2: of thing as a DM, yeah? if your your players oh, overused ooh, it, okay. little, it would end less. up. It would like it would like end up being. They'd end up being a problem with like. I don't know, with your yeah. god, like your god would like call into question your ability to make decisions for yourself or something like that. Like, yeah.
1: I, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. I just love that we get to have like Artigan actually pop in and have conversations. Um, it's
0: so good. I love I seeing like... Artagan.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I th- I feel like because also like it, he gets to communicate outside of the realms of the spell as well. Um, so we do get this fun role play between him and Jester yeah. and him and the rest of the Mighty Nine. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fun. But you know what was not fun? Oh, Learning okay. about the. uh, all the stuff that's going on with Astrid and the gang.
2: I held my breath that entire time. Yeah. The entire time.
0: I was just what? waiting for something, something to happen. Like, that whole scene was beautifully narrated. And the particular character choices that both Astrid and Caleb were making in that moment were just so good. You know, with like looking around yeah. the switching between leading and following with the dancing um keeping tabs on the rest of the party the things that were discussed it was a very subtly intense scene because you know at service level you know there's dancing you know people are watching the scene take place they're just dancing having a good time but the things that they're talking about are pretty uh pretty severe
1: yeah um that was I. I I wasn't actually too stressed during the like the dance hall for some reason. I felt like it was pretty chill. I was more worried that someone was watching them like through scrying. But mm-hmm. I suppose mm-hmm. that if they both have the the necklace, yeah, good. or at least she has the necklace um, attuned. So that uh that revelation that like there's Volstruckers were following them. That yeah, is on. is probably scarier I think than the concept of like Trent following them because Trent following them you're like oh creepy dude what's like (laughs) he's got his own weird shit going on with Brent but Ludinus following them means Ludinus thinks they're a threat. Yeah which is terrifying. Yep. That's terrifying. Um to the point where like the Volstruckers got into Isocross like they were following them up to the mountains. Um yeah. That I watched the it.
2: Most. I watched it twice, mm-hmm. and I still could not get if it was Astrid and Aedwolf or something. I don't think else.
1: so. I think it but was it other.
2: Did, but was it like I couldn't she, with the pronouns and everything? I got very like they didn't sort of explicitly say. I I think I she know. said
1: you're being you're being followed by Volstrucker. I think if it was her and Aedwolf had done it, I think she would have said we like um like we had followed you, I think she was being mm. kind of explicit that it was, like, some other agents. Um, yeah. And he, I think even though Astrid and Edward were uh, Volstrucker, were trainers Volstrucker, I think they're kind of above that level anyway at this point. Like, they wouldn't necessarily be sent off.
0: Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good point.
1: That's what I, I also, think
2: anyway. Also, while they were dancing, it crossed my mind, and then I felt so vindicated later, was that, like, Matt? Matt uses passive perception all the mm. time. Like there Mm. are just characters that just are like Caduceus doesn't have to say he's looking around and he just sees things. Right. So Astrid would have huge, like she's a highly trained spy. She doesn't have to like do like these things, like carefully looking over people's shoulders and being really obvious to like have situational awareness of the room. So this is my galaxy brain thing where I was like, why is she being so obviously careful when she's like, she wouldn't walk into this place if she thought there was a problem. Like she's got this place all sussed out. And now I think it was all, she was pretending to be extra careful. It was all an act.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: But I think that's the thing with passive
1: perception. Like it's you, you can't actively passive perceive. Um, it's either it's, because uh, I think I think Caduceus, as you said, like he would have been actively perceiving in that scene. It's just it never came up for him to kind of interject. Um, I don't think he would have been like leaning against the bar, kind of just you know looking off and then Matt would be like, oh, you would notice this because you've passive perception. I think everyone in that scene was actively keeping an eye out. Um, whether or not it was an act for Astrid or not. I
2: no, no, other way. I think, as in, like, as in, Astrid was acting.
1: Yeah, 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 an act first. Yeah, Yeah. um, I don't, I don't think so. I think she was very much like, um, like, legitimately
2: cons. Oh no, you got me thinking. Yeah, man, I'm not. I think it was an act. She woke up. She, she has, she has feelings for him, but to make it seem
1: more clandestine, she's like looking around, I mean, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this
2: kind of thing, like yes she's fully i him up.
0: i agree i feel like th- this is this is kind of what i think i think back when they met them the previous time and in the, the whole race you to the top thing that Astrid had said i think that was her being genuine like she really wanted to you know take down the establishment and all that and i still think that's what she wants to do yeah. however i also think that trent probably caught wind of this and very well knows that caleb wants to see trent removed But I feel like Trent still has uses for Caleb and still wants to manipulate him in any way he can. And I feel like Trent thinks that the best way to do that is through Astrid. So now, while Astrid was wanting to go along with this planet to remove Trent from power of her own, you know, free will, now Trent is using that desire Mm. and now making her make Caleb wants to be a part of, it, part of it as well to get him into a vulnerable state where Trent can do whatever he may be planning to do. And so now Astrid is like conflicted where, where she's like, well, you know, I do really want to take down Trent, but now it's at the expense of Caleb because Trent wants you know, something to do with Caleb. That's kind of like, that, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think she's lying and being set up as well, and it's still a trap for Caleb. I think Trent is but still I, trying you know to manipulate...
2: How, you know how you said if they take out Lucian... Then the... You know, the bigger story is still yeah. a... Pro- like, the the city is still a problem. I feel that same way with Trent. Like... I would like him to die a painful death. And that oh, would yeah. be great. But the whole established, Like, like I think Caleb said... like Lucian is okay with what Trent's doing. Like... It, it, the whole establishment is still there. So if he's gone... I I actually think maybe Trent doesn't care potentially that much about his own longevity. Like, I think it's there's potential that, like, he wants Caleb, especially because he's, like, the one that got away. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think he wants Caleb or, like, he wants one of his, you know, one of his people, one of his, like, key top students to take over. And it actually doesn't matter if they kill Trent. I think probably Astrid's in too deep. She's too much, she's like a fool believer and even though I really, really want it to not be true and I think they're very, very cute all three of them I really, really <laughs> do just think that like, honestly if he has to get rid of Trent, he might have to get rid of Astrid
0: What if, here we go oh Okay. Dear. The tinfoil hat is on
2: <laughs>
0: What if Trent is one of Halas's Clones.
2: Oh no. <laughs>
0: that would explain the
1: jaundice.
0: That would explain the jaundice. There it is. You heard it here first. He
1: might have, like, yeah. like, he might have kidney disease. That might explain the jaundice. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, um sure why not anything <laughs> yeah cool that's it canon um <laughs> um i yeah i think i really want to believe this is she came there of her own volition like uh even even if trent knows something is up she was still like being legitimate to caleb saying like look the time the times now that it's a confusing time now would be the time to strike i think that what I think it was Ford that said when they were discussing it later, like her looking upset in the alleyway, is it because she was upset about seeing Caleb or was it upset because she's betraying him and being set up? Like, I think we talked about it last week the fact that the Cobalt Soul and the Empire are like moving on the service assembly or like they're building a case against the service assembly we said like Ludinus isn't going to be like oh shit I guess I'm arrested now like yeah, he, he's not going down without a fight mm. I am excited to think that what if the service assembly goes down because uh, the Mighty Nine are hired or like uh, have to join the Empire to take them out mm. that would be like that would be a j- legitimate reason for them to take them down yeah. but I also think it's very much the thing of Oh, if they take out Trent, they can be pinned with the murder of two service assembly yeah. members. Uh, when, when Ashton's like, okay, well then I'll assume the role. Um, I'm not... Sh- I don't know. I, I, I kind of want it to be that she wasn't sent by anyone, but I don't think Me we too. can obviously rule it out. It's mm-hmm. a very real possibility. Just because of what we know about Trent, how much he is a puppet master. I think it would be foolish to think that's not a possibility. Um, yeah but i really hope it's just she just wants to kill the old man um and wants caleb to help
2: (laughs) i missed it but somebody in chat said um because like uh the cobalt soul has information about yasha because yasha killed a bunch of them so there's a file on yasha and they were like well what if there's a file on astrid wolf which they're almost certainly would be oh yeah it, it made me think like it's interesting to think about them really trying to like get all the information and make a plan but there's a frigging city coming back to the planet from the oh
0: the they've, what? they've
2: what? got t- was, so many things to worry about i i that that this transitions
1: then onto the conversation with caleb and the minor number caleb and veth um yeah. and it's been like because we've <laughs> we talked about it. It was on the talks market episode where, like, I think Sam brought up how we've been like scratching at Kayla's backstory yep. for so long, and then something else comes up. And I think this was Beth or Sam at least trying to be like, "No, we can do this now. Like, if we, if you say the word, we'll dive into your backstory, sort of thing." Um, to the point where we got some freaking excellent Kayla role play. Um, it's been. We've had sad Caleb for so long. Mm-hmm. Like we had really happy Caleb, and then we got Caleb kind of distracted and sad again. But this was like return to kind of form of angry yeah. Caleb talking about his past. Oh, and I fucking he, he ruined,
2: love it. It's so good. He ruined my he ruined my life, and I hate. Oh, and I yeah. fucking out. Um, that was such a good scene. Yeah.
1: I had like tears in my eyes. Yeah. Um, I love it when he gets angry and shouts like that. Um,
0: yeah. Like, ooh, uh, express yeah, yourself like, more. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but, yeah, goosebumps is the best way to describe it, Jess yeah. Absolutely. Like, because it's, I think that was a bit of, like, an emotional release for Caleb because he's very much like, yes, I want to do this. I know, Veth. Like, I know, I know, I know. Mm. All right, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but we need to do this. Yeah. Um, and it's so true every time they get close to Caleb's backstory, yeah. which, or like, or dealing with it, it's like, shit, there's something more important we have to do. Um,
2: yeah, well, you know, oh, yeah, is, like, I just, yeah. I'm just going to
1: rewatch that little clip, like 10 yeah.
0: times.
1: That was good. Anytime Liam goes off like that.
0: But again, it's nice. It's nice that, uh, Matthew is bringing back and setting up these future story arcs. Because, you know, for a little bit, we were like, oh, gosh, is this Isilcross thing the last story arc? Like, no, there's no way it can be. Um, And so now with all of these new potential story arcs, you know, the Grove, which could still just be linked to the Somnobum and all that stuff. um, But with, you know, the investigations that the Korean dynasty are doing into Essex and then Ludinus investigating the party and the whole Trent thing, there is still a lot of this story left to tell once they deal with the Somnobum. The yeah. thing is,
2: Would this decide, campaign has been like so much about gray areas between good and bad, and I'm very intrigued to see whether or not one of the sort of, I don't know, one of the the crystallizing things is going to be well, they can't completely take out the Cerberus Assembly because they're going to need Astrid, Edwulf, they're going to need the um, uh. The I want to say the bright queen. That's not right. Is that right? What's the what name for? of the queen? The the sorry, the queen of the um Jorhas.
0: Yeah, the bright queen. The queen.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay, the bright queen. Yeah, they need basically like all of these incredibly powerful, if evil, people to like, like the thing that they're fighting is so big that. Well, yeah, they. they it's potential. Made it queen, yeah. 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 So it's potential that they need like good, bad totally evil being Trent all the way to the gray to like just keep everybody somehow in like in a group
1: (laughs) yeah I think they didn't they didn't want to tell Essek about Aeor and the Somnodom because they were worried he would go power mad for it or they were worried that he would be influenced by it like and and uh Yusa was like look that's a bad deal for me like if I go there like I, you know, could be swayed by the power. Um, very, you know, self-reflective. I think telling Trent about it is the worst thing they could possibly do. <laughs> like, Trent would be like,
2: oh, what's this? Can I inject it into someone's yeah. Arms? Please, Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, God. going to be like. <laughs> like no, that's... but they've already had to dip in to get, like, the necklaces and stuff. I mean, I don't mean yeah. necessarily, like, yeah. they're yeah. fully. Yeah, it's just more like all the strings that you can pull, I guess. They're gonna have to inspect those necklaces. Like
0: yep.
1: necklace of undetection. What if it's like necklace of you know uh non-detection, but a little detection? Like yep. <laughs> um yeah. Oof, 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 oof.
0: Yep. They still Yeah, got a it's still gonna It's about. exciting
1: to think there's stuff still happening yeah. in that um and that yeah, it's not gonna necessarily completely end unless they all die, that could happen. Yeah. Um very true. And then we get, you know, then we get a third age and we get campaign three. Um, but I think that was the end of the episode. That's, that's all that really happened. I've got yeah.
0: To- well, thanks everyone for jo- No, no, that was not the end of the episode. <laughs> the most important part has yet to happen. But before we get into that, let's look at some fan art. Yay. Starting off with Alana's pick for this week. We have some good old Caduceus by at Hans Dampf I don't know how to pronounce their handle, but there it is.
1: Hans Dampf Gus. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is divine intervention. Man, I love the lines on this. They are so yeah. crisp and clean. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I just. I mean, wait. What, why not have a Caduceus? Uh, exactly. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I think we really
1: do this every week, yeah. it's yeah, it was just a really cool. And the colors, the that.
0: colors are great too.
1: Yeah, yeah, That whole divine intervention scene was great. Just like calm, and then, whoa. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that person's a really cool artist. I'll link their their old handle in
0: the chat. Please do. Yeah, yeah Caduceus, is, Caduceus has been coming in clutch with those divine interventions and all that oh, stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Hans Dunn I love it. I think is how you pronounce their name don't quote me on that i apologize <laughs> i am
0: quoting you on that chat <laughs> chat quarter quarter
1: yeah. <laughs> oh they've got such a really cool ford as well okay i'm gonna post their i'm gonna post their twitter handle go check it out scroll down check out their ford with armor of Agathis. oh my god i might pick that next week <laughs> um it's really cool
0: oh we love we love the caduceus art here but then moving on to my pick. Surprise. Okay, some of you might be surprised on my pick for fan art this week.
2: I bet we were not. It
0: is not. <laughs> it is not Bo Yasha related.
2: What?
0: <laughs> it is not. It was an earlier moment where I was dying from laughter. And that is, okay. oh, is Ford. It no, oh. Ford revealing his bare chest to the party. By ah! At Gale Fox on Twitter.
1: Oh my god. I just like <laughs> Caleb
0: in the background getting ready to slap that titty.
1: Oh my god. It's so good. The movement of this piece is yep. uh, <laughs> what really draws my attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I just love and all of their expressions. Caleb in the background.
1: Ford like <laughs> ripping the shirt off and like <laughs> just, you know, standing there breathing heavy every time. Yeah. Thing. it's so good um, oh yeah Jester having to do the the um, yep. dispel magic with both hands oh my goodness yeah he's he's rock hard pecs <laughs> I didn't oh know. gosh I, lo- I love Travis he's so ready to like laugh at himself and like allow his character to be laughed at I guess yeah. like um yeah it's he's he's a pretty good foil for it because he is so competent and he's so good at what he does but then he is also like, even for like a high charisma character, he's so like, um, like I don't know, he's not dumb's not the word because he's not dumb. That's not the word I'm thinking of, but it's just like, oh god, I don't know, I don't know how to describe him. It's
0: no, I, I get I'm what you're not saying.
1: You're that in any way. It's I get just, what you're yeah, like, um.
0: oh, <laughs> It's so good. I
2: I've, I've put my favorite know. in chat because I didn't give it to you, Nico, but it's um, Astrid and uh, Caleb dancing and it's very cool.
0: Oh, okay. I totally forgot to yeah. grab yours.
1: Evie, Evie got it. Travis is a great ham, um, like a ham actor. Yeah, he's that's a really good way to put it. Uh, he just goes for it. Yeah, that's so good.
0: Oh. I know, shielding her eyes. Ah, yeah. uh, but anyways, I believe it is time to Finish talk this. to Yep, no
1: <laughs> How many times can I make this joke?
0: <laughs> <laughs> as many times as I can make the nice joke. There's a there's a person in chat named Nice, and every time I see them I'm like, It's nice to see you again.
1: Every time I say nice in chat, I think I'm misreading Nico. <laughs> it's like
0: That's what I, that's what I thought at first. I was like, wait, it's nice. Oh so it's nice to have you here. Um but <laughs> hey ladies and gentlemen and non-binaries, we got the Bo Yasha we have all been waiting for.
1: <sighs>
0: and it was everything I could have hoped for and yeah. more. And I just love I just love as soon as like as soon as um as soon as the date began. Chat was just spamming. They were like, all right, Liam's the DM now. Like Matt, Matt pretty yeah. much just sat there for like the rest of,
1: of the great. episode. Matt was like, oh. ah, yeah. <laughs> as, as a DM, it's just like, that's the moment you want. No, you can just kind of sit back and enjoy the show. Um,
0: yeah. It was the, great.
1: The way he, he introduced it, Caleb, or he's just like, I, I regret to reform, inform everyone except for Bo and Yasha that we will be sleeping here tonight. And, and Yasha's like, what? what like what is yeah this? and the the hilarious imagery because then caleb's like i push yasha through the door i <laughs> thought for certain matt was gonna make him make a strength check on that <laughs> oh yeah, Caleb, you're a yeah. To push yasha through the door is hilarious but no that was such a great way to start
0: <laughs> and i just love i love how like respectful also the other players are for you know yeah. basically i mean I wouldn't really calling it hijacking because that sounds like a really negative way to say it, but um, it was nice that they allowed you know two players to have this really awesome, very long yeah. scene together. Um, since it's yeah. it's because it, it'd be different if it was if it was like if they were just going off on like a shopping spree or whatever and it didn't really have any meaning. But this scene, this date that they had together, is so important for their personal like character arcs that it was just it was it was nice that they got the spotlight for the time that they yeah.
1: did. And it was, like, it was, like, a whole half of the episode. Not half, but second half, second yeah. bit. Because it was only really about, like, 45, 50 Yeah, minutes.
0: really, it was not that long. Um,
1: but it was... Oh, my goodness. It was so well done. So, so
0: many wonderful, well, heartwarming moments.
1: I wasn't expecting that, too. I was expecting it to be an awkward date for laughs. Yeah. And then I mean, you know,
0: aspects of it were, you know, there were yeah, a few 100%. things, but
1: but the fact that they talked so much was wonderful talking about how she met molly and Mm -hmm. baxter and how they're feeling and and then their feelings for each other like that's the most intense first date i could think of yeah (laughs) but i guess it's the same kind of thing with jester and ford like they've been together for so long they haven't necessarily been in this de de facto relationship but they are so comfortable with each other that they can just talk about those things um and yeah, like I, I love them, going talking about Yasha's backstory and talking about kind of her feelings of the Mighty Nine. Um, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And then obviously, like it was like a date, and it was like cool, yeah, it was
2: cool, like <laughs> you know, stuff. Yeah. I saw somebody mention that it was also like the hundredth episode since Molly and so um yeah and so but also kind of finally somebody talked to yasha about about what like fine, yeah, <laughs> it only no, took 100
0: so. episodes
2: right and like that's not any crap on anybody because i actually think it's kind of perfect because she's such a like a kind of uh she was in and out and she's she's quite closed off and she was mind controlled for a bit oh, and like a lot of things have been yeah. happening but just the fact that that space was given was pretty pretty beautiful i think
1: that was nice too i liked how Bo asked her like you keep coming back to the mighty nine and addressing that and like yasha talking about how like this is the only family i've got that mm-hmm. was that was lovely because i think it was very much obviously it's because it's ashley johnson's character and she's going to be at the table and playing DD with them yeah. but whenever they would bring yasha back it was like them them being like oh yeah yasha's just you know she she's here or she's joining you again i think i remember the one yeah. when they met up with her nicodranas it was kind of like you see yasha by a boat and she's like oh hey guys like yeah but the thing that she was actually there kind of looking for them
2: is really sweet um or or the one where they came out of the happy fun ball um, and she's like, just there yeah, yeah but <laughs> oh, also by the kind way. of shitted at them like she's like you yeah. left me you let and yeah. because the fun ball does weird things with time. She's like, you left me yeah. for a week, and she was like, actually very, like, uh, like yeah. scared and upset. Incredible. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she wasn't too scared. She didn't have funerals for them, so it's all good. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, but no, the, I I was pleasantly, and I don't don't think I should have been pleasantly surprised, but I was pleasantly surprised about how deep it got. The date, um, I love that it was the nestled nook um yeah i love that it was like oh i loved the flower. the field of
0: wildflowers. Oh.
1: i love the dash hounds
2: <laughs> oh that was really cute oh it was about, so good like, Beau's, about like bo's home and and like that that like really really emotional kind of bow at her lowest thinking about walking away yeah. from everybody being the moment that yasha oh. realized that she loved oh. because of seeing oh. seeing where she came but we needed that oh,
1: too.
2: We needed that
1: for Bo as well. Like, yeah, They've yeah. not, not properly talked about Bo's feelings in that scene yet. There was a little bit yeah. after it when they left Ashana and they were in the dome, and they. will that just, that, like, that hey, just, what are you doing? And that just, was,
0: that just shows, that just shows, like how, like in tune they are with each other. Like they knew what to, what to bring up, what to talk about with the other yeah. person. You know, yeah. Molly with Yasha, cool. and then. Uh, home oh, home good. life and stuff with you know, both family and stuff oh it was so good
2: also i think also like i know that we you know when people are starting and playing D D, we always go oh remember the actors like don't try and get to that to level i i think a lot of the time i just kind of forget and then things like this happen where the acting this whole episode i know we're talking about the date but there were moments through this whole episode but yeah. like the acting is so fucking incredible. And I feel yeah. like pri- privileged kind of yeah. to be like watching it. And I'm like, like, this is like, this is Ashley Johnson. And I don't, I haven't played last of us, but like, she's like, these are not just voice actors. They're like top, top of their careers voice actors that happen to have decided to be playing DD. it's incredible. Yeah. And like, uh, there was a bit of talk earlier in the week. It's a really annoying talk about Ashley and Yasha and the character, and I don't even care. But but the thing is that she, Ashley is much more of a, um, she does a lot of like TV uh, acting. Like she she's done yeah. a lot more TV acting. So a lot of her acting is actually very in the face and very su- mm. like subtle. Not subtle in her choices, but subtle in like, it's all about like expressions and and like, there was this bit where she was talking and like her, her voice got all like raggedy when she was talking to Bo during that. And there was just all these, I was just like, this is actually legitimately just incredible acting. And I just remember, you know, Liam talking about, and, and I think all of them over the time have talked about just like, they're not just sitting there being polite they're like us, they're sitting back there watching, ma- like, master craftsmen yeah. do- at the top of their field do the thing that they do best, which is act, and yeah, sorry, I just wanted to gush a bit, because it was no, just No, no, 100%. Incredible. And, like, i th- yeah, the, the acting
1: uh, like, Marisha and Ashley last night was, so, and we talked about Kate, uh, Liam earlier, but yeah, just... It didn't even feel like improv, even though it was, but I think it's just because they know their characters and they know each other's characters so well. It's not... It's beyond improv, because it's more like we know how we want to tell this story. Let's just do it. Like, we we know these characters. It's almost like they were... That's acting. Like, they, they were the characters. Like, um... It's like, where to go? I just described acting. But, like, you know, it's like... <laughs> Um no it was it was incredible I think the the like oh, yeah the them talking about komoda
0: mm-hmm.
1: was beautiful, um, and I saw in chat someone mentioned like, yeah, the fact that like Yasha stood up to Thoreau at the end when they were having that meeting, and oh like, yeah, oh, so good, it's so good. Yeah. It's so oh. good.
0: It was just so they were just so like raw and open and vulnerable and honest and just ah uh, they felt they felt comfortable talking about this yeah. stuff with each other
1: yeah uh. and I was um I was listening to the Ashley and I think it was Mar- ash it might have been Ashley and Laura talks Machina, from before the break. And they're talk. They're talking about uh, romancing in D and D, and I think it might have been that episode. It might have been a later episode. I can't remember. I, I listened to like three talks marketers yesterday. Um, they talked about how Ashley was very much like Travis, like unsure of doing romance in D and D, whereas Marisha is quite comfortable with it. Um, like she's quite comfortable doing romance in a lot of uh, RPGs. Like if you've seen her in anything else, like it's. Yeah. It's great. great, it's really good acting, but she was very much like Travis, like Travis felt more comfortable building it up slowly with Laura, and I think for Ashley, it was like building it up slowly with Marisha was uh, kind of what she needed to feel more comfortable with doing romance in D&D, um, to the point, like, you, you go back and watch, like, old Pike and, like, Scanlon scenes, and it, it wasn't the same kind of romance that, that, that sounds shitty you know what i mean it wasn't the same kind of romance role play that we with yeah. like say Vax and Keeleth or like mm-hmm. percy and vex um it was it was very much almost like sitcom romance um
2: yeah.
1: still still as valid just not as in-depth it wasn't like they were having deep and meaningful so much mm-hmm. um so to see ashley get a chance to like fully like go off on this romance arc is yeah wonderful as you say kira lee she's just an incredible actress uh, actor
2: yeah. yeah. I've been diving in I've just recently watched all those scenes that you just mentioned because I've been diving <laughs> into like uh how critical role keep each other like comfortable and safe at the table especially like role playing uh PC deaths or like shouting at each getting angry at each other like with with, with Scalen or or like romance and um and I think one of the things to remember is like when we talk about like Travis or Ashley not being comfortable. It's not like they're not comfortable with it being mentioned or they're not comfortable yeah. with what, what is happening at the table. Everybody at that table knows what they would be uncomfortable with. That's why, yeah. like, that's why we had a, like a fade to, you know, like the, <laughs> the, you know, the steam comes up. We had like a fade to black. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So and, good. And so, so good. But, but it's more about they, they have talked and know each other so well that it's about like, it's it's about like leaning into the things that make you like uh, uncomfortable, but in a good way. So like uh, like actually, uh, when Bo was organizing the date and and they were talking, you know, Caleb and Marisha were having that backwards and forwards. I think it was because of the Dash Hounds. Um, uh, actually, was like I'm so nervous, and then was like but yeah. so excited, and that's kind of the sweet spot. It's like okay. Yeah. We're gonna play in this space, but like anytime you wanna, you want out. Anytime there's just so many things they do, and I think it's uh, they do such a good drop job, and it's a real, real privilege to get to watch it. Yeah,
0: no, a hundred percent. And this yeah, the essays Um, someone, Chad just mentioned the "I love you" from uh, Veritas Delumen. Yeah, "I love you" from Marisha, or all from Bo. At the very end of it all. Oh, tying it all together in a wonderful bow. In a wonderful uh, bow.
1: Um, but no, I, yeah. And that was after the first makeout.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, right, you know, they had their first kiss and stuff, which was another whole thing where they're uh, like, Ah, I just wanna, I, wanna you. I just wanna <laughs> kiss you so bad. But, that, but that, that's, but it, that, that's such like a, it's such a relatable moment in, in a relationship where it's like, Ah, oh, you know, like... You know, like, there's a mutual, like, affection here, but it's like, uh, yes. like,
1: uh, uh, can I, can I kiss you? And it's like, yeah. Because, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, no, nah, it was great. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, and
0: then, and then, yeah, and then just a devouring of each other. So.
1: And then ninjas. Ah, oh,
0: the wonder, oh my gosh, I love, oh. Those poor, those poor servants. Those poor servants, but (laughs) Liam is the best wingman ever, and, well, Caleb, and the standards have now been set so high for (laughs) myself now, if I don't get taken out to a tower date, (laughs) or if I don't take someone else out on a tower date, what's the point? What is the point? romance has peaked here
2: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, no, that was that was intense
2: <laughs> i love yeah. uh i love uh liam mentioning when they were doing because uh, i felt for sure matt would get out a map like i felt for sure there'd be an encounter but there wasn't it was make-believe they did that yeah. thing that little kids do they're like okay make it make it there's like um make it there's like ninjas and make it i'm yeah. gonna <laughs> and it's it's almost like um it's almost like the D and i play with like kids where it's yeah. like a lot of the stats don't matter you're rolling dice for the sake of rolling dice that yeah. you hit it's dead don't worry about it. hit points yeah like, they and yasha were role-playing like yeah. it was adorable yeah. it was so good
1: it was really it was sweet adorable. um
0: and yeah i just i love how yb mentions the um bow calling yasha babe then, like babe. right after, you know, their kiss and stuff, immediately claiming her as babe. Yeah. Oh. So, but I love them. I love them being super extra with their yeah. with their flourishes and their fighting, impressing each other. Yasha's fake faint. Oh, ah, yeah. so good.
2: With with <laughs> her calling her babe, I have seen some um, talk on Twitter, and I think it's great. And and actually some really good TikToks of um like queer women being like, you don't have to call us out so hard on how like <laughs> accurate this is at yeah. depicting like the the awkwardness, kiss, the penis. Kiss once and
1: immediately the babes and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: kiss once and yeah, and um <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I like I was talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, but then isn't there like isn't there like a time of incredible long distance? Have they already had the the like long distance queer female relationship because like she's been away, or is that coming? And um, anyway, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that. Ah! Um, oh god! Okay because eventually they move in together very very soon, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just uh, it's so beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. And I definitely appreciated how Matt the rules during this whole scene because who cares, right? Yeah. yeah. They're go- they're on a date. This is all for fun. This is low stakes. Nothing's really going on. They can have some fun. They can have some Caleb
1: fun. Caleb describing like what's happening in this tower, and I think it's Matt's a bit just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but
2: you know, yeah,
1: yeah it's it's yeah. fun. It's cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wings. The wings stayed out for a pretty long time. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it.
0: But I mean, like. it's like if if then you look if you think about it like thematically it it, it would kind of make sense like in this moment her wings staying out for this extended period of time because it's like a you know this is a new a new beginning for yasha this is her wings signals like you know signal the new beginning them staying for a bit longer um yeah as kb says that's the power of love the wings you know the wings were there it
2: makes sense but in the end it's hot and marisha has a type oh yeah what you gonna do oh yeah
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh
0: God! Just I I need to rewatch that whole scene many 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 times over. I need a, I need that whole scene animated, any anim, any anim, animatic
1: I think it yeah. almost certainly will. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a lot of art, a lot of animatics, mm. a lot of edits of it. Um. Yeah
2: i saw somebody somebody had already made an animatic of uh and like a little animation of um artigan slapping Ford. <laughs> like yeah. that was when i woke up this morning like Before are fast it been already and it'd be already up for a couple of hours and i get that, like, a line animation may not be like like i'm i don't know anything so i get that it's probably not as hard as i think it is but Artists are actually wizards, and I don't even know what to do about that. Yeah. It's they're so fast. So fast. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, that's um it was so good. It finally happened. I it, was- it
0: finally happened. 126 episodes, that's how long it took. But it was so worth it. It was so worth it.
1: There's a slight fear that it might not have happened.
0: (laughs) I know. I was worried because they were like, oh, they kind of want to go. But Liam, Liam really wanted it to happen because there was the whole talk of like, oh, well, should we go to the, should we go to, you know, Caduceus' grove and stuff? But Liam was like, well, Caduceus was like, oh, well, we'll leave it up to you, Caleb. And Caleb's like, yeah, let's stay here. Yeah, let's stay here. Yeah. Yeah, let's just stay here.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um. Yeah. Oh. I was so happy. But yeah, I, d- I was definitely worried. I was definitely worried that we were going to miss it and I was going to have to put on my clown makeup again.
1: Yeah. I think even <laughs> Richard was like like, "Oh, we're doing it tonight." Or oh, Bo was like, "We're doing it tonight." What? Like they could have easily had been like, "All right, let's go to sleep. Let's go to Nick- let's talk to Astrid in the morning. Let's go to Dickedranus." Uh yeah, but I think I think Liam was very much just like, "No, we can't wait any longer. <laughs> this has to happen." Yeah.
2: yeah. I I think Marisha, Marisha, like tweeted about that. You know, the Critical Role was on. She tweeted like a a picture of her dog or something. And I know there are people who very carefully track like who tweets before a game and who doesn't. And like Marisha, (laughs) uh, like like Critical Role, you know, tweets and Matt always tweets, but Mm -hmm. the other players don't necessarily always do it. And Marisha doesn't. She just doesn't. And so somebody was like. Something's up. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good point. Oh my good point. goodness.
2: It's the meta. It's the meta, Alana.
1: It's good. <laughs> no, I I agree. I think it's wonderful. I just I <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> like,
0: it. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, but Lemon Lime brings up a, a wonderful point in that this that we needed this beautiful scene oh after God. all of the just L's, the fat L's that the party have been taking recently.
1: But it's true because, yeah, because it reiterates so much of what's important to this campaign. Like, we talk about how it's a great campaign. We talk about how they've been betrayed and they've been mistrustful. But at the end of it, the most important part is the fact that the Mighty Nine are like a group of vagabonds that came together as this family. And that's the most important part. It's the most distinctive difference between them and Vox Machina. The fact that, like, even though Vox Machina was also a found family, and Mighty Nine is a found family. They were all such fuck-ups and they came together and they they are family together um bringing it back to that central theme of you know we're doing it but we're doing it together um and doing it in such a sweet way and fun and light-hearted way yeah. so that it's not so
2: much a slog yeah
1: uh, but then You're right
2: though because yeah. vox machina almost already had a name like mm-hmm. they were all, they they yeah. got to be heroes actual heroes where they would walk in somewhere like during the campaign they would walk in somewhere and yeah. people would know and they were at like council meetings and and all these kinds of things these guys are like they're literally in what should be what's like the capital of like where they should well, belong yeah. and they have to they're still like they're literally sleeping Undoing. all on the floor yeah. in a crappy
1: so- the Level 14s to be unknown in terms of like being a mercenary group is pretty ridiculous, and yeah. because they give their name out everywhere they go, like, <laughs> yeah, don't know about them, yeah. But, um, you would think. I've talked, yeah, I've talked about that before. How like Vox Machina were kind of like small little social groups in the one big social group, whereas the Mighty Nine feels like it's just one big cohesive, um, but yeah. Ha! Rishi, that's amazing. Vox Machina of the Avengers, Mighty Nine of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh
0: nice. my gosh, that yeah. is perfect.
2: <laughs> that's really cool. I like that. That's kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah. that's nice.
0: That's yeah. so good.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. so
0: good. But this, this sadly, is probably going to be our last like nice, calm, heartwarming moment for a while. Yeah. i can imagine uh because yeah. they're going to be gonna getting into up. some some shit
1: we're gonna have goodbyes we're gonna have like jester and veth going to nicodranas and essentially saying goodbye to
0: yeah oh i guess yeah i guess yeah they are going to be stopping at nicodranas so we'll probably have a little bit more there but then yeah after that
1: but i think i yeah I think they're not gonna like mess around too much there because they've done their shopping i think that that mm-hmm. stop is just for them to say goodbye to their families which is Heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because again, like, as they have talked about it before, like, this could be the last time they say goodbye to their family because they could die. I don't.
1: Die. Think... I don't oh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like at least one of them, either Jester to her mother or Veth to Luke, uh, Yeza, aren't going to say goodbye. They're not going to let on. I feel like Jester might not, because could you imagine Marion's yeah. reaction? She's not gonna let her go. She's just straight yeah, up not gonna let her think leave. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jester said she won't actually say goodbye. Oh man. Yeah. That's who boy. I want Ford to talk to Marion.
0: Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know what Vet's gonna do far <laughs> out. Yeah. Oof. Well,
0: I think I think Yeza I think Yeza is okay with. Has come to terms with Beth, Um But there's, like, adventuring, the and
2: then there's probably I will die. Like... Yeah. True. Or, like, be lost True. in the astral sea. It's... Like, I agree. I agree. She's, like, that's her sort of her job, and that's the way that works. But this is, like, feels a lot more potentially... Finer. Oh, God. But then also, if she doesn't, then there isn't really a planet anymore, so...
0: I just had the worst thought,
2: seeing no, seeing
0: it. the gentleman's seeing it. the gentleman's name thrown in there. Imagine the gentleman the previously joined the joining the fight. That's not what I was thinking about. But what if Jester is the one that dies, and Jester dying is what brings the gentleman and marion back together, so they can, you know, comfort each other in the death of their child.
2: Why do you do this? <laughs> Why do
0: you hate us, Nico? Why? Why? Uh, <sighs> well, Erica, <laughs> ah, yep. I'll see. I'll just. Uh, I'll see my way out. Uh, I think you guys can take over the rest of the podcast for the night. Um, I think I am being, I am being banned from my own stream. <laughs> I think I'm... literally. Yeah. I'm being removed.
2: I don't, I don't think we'll be lucky enough to get out of this without somebody potentially at least at least needing a resurrection. If... I'm not thinking
1: Jester. I'm thinking someone else is going to die. But no, I, I
0: think I think, I think, I think, think like gonna the die prime die, candidates. Know, gonna die. Especially after this episode, I feel like the prime candidates for dying is between Ford and Yasha. But Yasha, Yasha is kind of indestructible.
1: She but... can't be killed. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: no, I think she okay. could do that thing that Marisha's other in D and D partner did, where you aren't dead but you're beyond like
0: Yes, I could see her doing I'm something not, like that.
2: I'm not
1: sure if that's the Stormlord's deal, though. I'm not sure if he's mm. gone out. Make it better bloody well not
2: be. Palermo yeah, better not.
1: That's, be. a, that's that's a Raven Queen kind of thing to be. Like, I don't know, hey,
0: but but no, okay, but maybe Lord maybe she Lord won't die. die. Maybe she won't die. But Yasha was talking about not knowing what her purpose is. What if, and the, the Storm Lord claimed her as his uh, his avatar, so what if, like, her endgame is serving the Stormlord at his side, protecting people under under his gaze, or something like that?
2: Like a white light on Charmed, Nico. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. She would say that, would that, that her, very like, bad. She, she
1: thinks, like, what she needs to do is protect, which makes sense that she's now a protector, Azuma. Um mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I don't think that's the Stormwald's deal again. I think he's very much like, "You serve me, you die. Great, you died in battle, sort of thing." Like, I don't see him as the type to be resurrecting or mm-hmm. reinventing. Um, no,
2: but she's but she's like an like she's not like a human though. So she's yeah, already but, she, but she's she's already sort of a bit divine. So what if she's like the type of divine where she ends up going beyond the divine gate, kind of thing, mm. like. I'm not sure. I'm not
1: sold on that one.
2: I think Bo's I gonna die. Any of these things? <laughs> oh no!
0: But Bo, sure Bo, could.
1: Die. Bo could. she's always she's up close. She doesn't have magic to necessarily escape herself. She she often needs like assistance to escape. Uh, and it would suck the most if Lucian kills her.
0: Oh, god. Oh dear. Oh. But now, are we talking about? So we're we're, we're just talking about like. Then just like dying and then potentially being resurrected right or are we thinking like perma yes. like death? so I, I think it's super easy for anyone to die but then also just get resurrected right afterwards i'm
1: gonna say i'm gonna say resurrected because i want some rituals uh yeah. but at the same time if they need to run they need to run <laughs> yeah yeah um bo doesn't have any like divine connection she's it's no. not like she's got a goal of kind of looking out well
0: ayun maybe?
1: ayun maybe ayun too busy reading books like <laughs> and he's like oh, i twisted my ankle again like no ayun yeah. <laughs> ayun's not getting involved um oh god
0: the angst the all... angst if caleb dies <laughs>
1: oh really this is what we do at the end of every episode. yeah this is this is <laughs> No, I hate it. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb would be the most unsatisfying death at this point because, because, because we've got the whole service assembly. Service uh, yeah, that's on. true. The same without Caleb. That's there.
0: true. Like Caleb's, Caleb's arc is like the that's least we've gone into it.
1: I almost said that's what, what I, I want. Essik dying would be fucking good.
0: Yes, what? I well, while while I would never want Essex to die, I think no, Essex's death it. would be very, very good for. <laughs> For the story.
2: For, the drama. Okay.
0: for okay. the drama. For the drama. The angst.
2: What about- for the drama. Okay, what about just, like, Astrid dying, but in a way where she, like, sacrifices herself for... No, the no. Oh. no. You guys just want to be hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes.
0: Yes, I want to feel pain. I want to be pained. Oh, No.
2: Yep. No. Uh. So upsetting, but yeah, no, it's true. It's all good. The drama is good.
1: Yeah, we we want the the pain, we want
0: the drama. We want. It's good. Like the lows make for such good storytelling because then, like the build up from that is that much more satisfying. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Well, on those lovely notes, do we have any other thoughts, feelings, emotions about this episode?
2: I have one. This is this is kind of a bit meta, but chat got wild this episode. People had to Matt jumped in.
0: Oh, I saw I saw um, the discourse Brian, on Brian Twitter. Yeah. In.
2: I think Lauren jumped in, but I didn't see. I do not look at chat. I went and looked neither do because I because I heard. I went and look because I wanted to get those clips of them jumping in. I do want to say though, that often when chat is wild, people go, oh chat, it's so toxic, which it is. But there are mods that work really, really hard Mm -hmm. to make it like, to keep out like the hate speech and other like bullshit in chat. And really it's like 80% okay. And I did want to say that if like you're new to the community and you don't have a subscription the way that I first ever got my first ever Twitch subscription was I was hanging out. I just like put an emote. I wasn't even writing things. I was just like fiddling. Cause I didn't know how Twitch worked. <laughs> and somebody gave me, somebody gifted me like a huge, like a six month subscription or something just oh, random. Please. And that happens a lot. That happens a lot in the Twitch chat. Like every, every week people are gifting gifting subs and that when I I didn't even really work it out until I worked out. I went back and, I don't know, something happened and I worked out I was actually watching the VOD, not the actual show. Something happened. I was like, how am I doing this? And then I was like, oh, somebody gave me a, a, a sub. That's incredible. So I just, I don't know. It's not a great place because, it, and there are lots of people there who should be looking after themselves. And if they're, say, uncomfortable with something that's happening on screen, they should just dip out instead of voicing that a lot in the chat. I won't go into it, but I do want to say like, there are some incredible people and I did, you know, I did get critters like for ages for that six months went away and I still didn't have money to subscribe. I subscribe now. I didn't have money to subscribe. Somebody gifted me something else. Like it's, Mm. it's wild. it's That's so cool. So you know, I don't look at it. I wouldn't suggest anyone else looked at it. But, you know, there are people who work I, really hard to try and make it not terrible.
1: I I don't understand the chat, the Twitch chat at all. Like, I don't understand <laughs> the appeal of it. I don't understand why people engage with it. Not because it's uh, there's some toxic people or there's people being like, you know, this is how you should play the game. I, just, I can't keep up with it. Like, how, how <laughs> do you get meaningful information from it? Um that's you know my what problem
2: I was, with chat. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, in uh, like X Men kind of movies or any movie where somebody gets telepathy. I do know the X Men movies. Okay. You know where um, people get like telepathy and they get they go through that that. Uh, part of learning how to use their abilities where it becomes overwhelming oh yeah 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 and so they're like reaching out and then suddenly it's like firstly it's like people saying they love each other and then it's like suddenly they get into people's deepest darkest inner thoughts and they can't shut it (laughs) off that's how i feel that's what i feel like chat is it's like people's pure inner thoughts about the show just running down constantly and there are people trained in how to deal with that and have got you know the right headgear to sort of yeah. deal with that it's not me no,
1: no. i'm i'm seeing an out in our wonderful beautiful chat
2: yes. I'm seeing that
1: uh, people are saying like yeah they they don't bother with it either i'm i'm the same like i i can't really watch live right now but when i do watch live for me it's like maybe the reddit thread which is sometimes a bit it's, it's pretty good the reddit thread's generally pretty good you might have one or two people that ruin it but live tweeting is generally the way I mean, yeah i I, I love you like yep. find a few people that that are like-minded and just have like some fun with that um
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because that's that's all oh, oh discord i know like discord but that's also too. i i see the the CR live discord yeah when the episode's going in it's mile a minute yeah same thing as well like, it's so fast
0: <laughs> and it's so i think fast. that's a bit
1: harder to moderate as well so uh but either way yeah Find find a nice, safe, comfortable place for you, one that you like, one that's positive, and one that's uh mm-hmm. not 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 saying find an echo chamber, but at the same time find a place that's safe and a place that's uh fun yeah <laughs> it's, it's fun it's we're watching a
2: d and d show guys it's meant to be fun. yeah,
0: exactly, <laughs> just enjoy yeah. it, please.
2: I agree yeah. so much because I've been talking so much about safety in D&D and my friend that I watch Critical Role with, Sarah, who like commented under one of my YouTube videos one day saying she didn't have anyone to watch with. And I was like, neither yeah. do I. And now we like uh, Zoom and watch it. She's in Florida. It's very cute. Anyway, um, <laughs> she she said, you know, you should tell people to get a buddy like how we have found a buddy. And it's true. like like you said either like specific live tweeting people or just even this even this is like this is health healthy and helpful you need to look after yourself talking about really intense things romance is an intense thing but like betrayal and pc character death and like well caleb's whole backstory is like uh, hurting children that's awful so like it is good to find somebody that you can like yeah, like Alana said, like somebody you can be safe with, somebody you can like externally process, get excited, get, yeah. you know, worried. Um, because having that, you know, just as a off the top of your head flow on Twitch chat, not going to help you or anybody.
1: Yeah, and especially when the majority of the Twitch chat is just saying the same thing. <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. No, 100% agree. You don't go to the movies to get into an argument. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. That was a good. good discussion.
0: <laughs> Lemon Lime, you're on the Widow Jess server? So am I. Would you look at that? <laughs> have I made a Discord oh, server yet? Goodness. I have not, but I should.
2: How did you not talk about the Widow Jess moment of him staring at Jester while they were dancing then, Nico?
0: Ah. Uh, that was just there's just too much
2: From, surely that was a moment it was it was
0: it was a moment it was a moment but uh, there's there's more pressing <laughs> things to worry about my head was just in boyasha yasha mode that night
2: fair
0: fair i didn't i didn't have the mental space for another ship that evening oh my god it was only boyasha yasha oh my god ah uh, but that was wonderful do we have any other closing closing thoughts on the episode yeah. I mean it's all linked to Theras Dune. That's all we have They're
1: to say. They're just doing some things. Creepy shit. You know. It's it is what it is. Uh,
0: cool. I do remember Lemon Lime. I do remember now. Yeah, I am uh, excited for what's to come. I'm happy that we'll get a little bit of Nicodronus next episode, but then it's right back into the thick of things. Right and back in the thick. and they still gotta tell and they're still gonna be meeting with the bright queen i think there's still so much
1: Yeah. oh my god there's so much oh my god
0: but all of that and more next week so i suppose with all of that being said we can go ahead and wrap up this episode as always thank you all so much joining us today for this discussion everyone in chat it's been a pleasure everyone who's going to be watching this on youtube uh when it when it gets uploaded on spotify on anchor or wherever else this podcast may find itself we all appreciate you so much oh yasha stands we have been seen we have been fed and i am so happy and there's more to come there is more to come um, Alana, there is no Hit Dice Heroes this weekend.
1: Correct, yes. So sorry about that guys. No Hit Dice Heroes this weekend. Uh just check out our Twitter and we'll post when the next episode's gonna be. But yeah, go, go plenty of time to go back and watch old episodes, you know?
0: <laughs> Heck yeah. Go
1: <We'll> do that. <laughs> Catch
0: up. Catch up so you can watch us live. We're getting into some yeah. we're getting in, fight we're we're in a fight club. We're doing a fight club.
1: I can't wait for the fight it's gonna be so great
0: it's gonna be great so
1: I mean, maybe you guys might not even fight oh
0: yeah true 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 <laughs> it
2: might be nothing be
0: but again thank you all so much for being here we really do appreciate spending this time with you guys and getting to chat about our shared passion yeah. <sighs> we hope you have oh don't forget to love each other please do not forget to love each other and love yourself most importantly never forget that But I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day, morning, evening, wherever you may be on this wonderful Earth. And we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone.